What up, this is Yinka Diz Peace, this is Outlaw And you're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast We're back for another wrap-up episode Another word on the street We've been gone for a minute But uh, what's the jump off? That's right, that's right What's been... What have we missed? What's been going on since we last recorded? Man, uh, we're in the NBA playoffs. That's right. The Bulls made the playoffs. Thank <laughs> you, Jesus. The Bulls won two games in the playoffs. Uh, won two games in the playoffs. And then and then Rondo's had the little injury situation, and now I think it might be an early exit for us. Oh, for the, not for us, for you yeah, and so, your boys. So the Wizards also made the, the, the playoffs. That's right, that's right. How are you feeling about the Wizards' chances this year? You want to tell us about that? Uh, we could talk about, I mean, shit, I could talk about NBA playoffs all day. Um, <laughs> I think that, I think they should beat Atlanta. Uh, originally, I had Wizards in five, which right now, if they win the next two games, it'll be the Wizards in five. Right. I think they should definitely beat Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um. I think they should beat the Boston, but I mean Boston's got a really good coach. They've got some playmakers. Yeah, they it's actually is surprisingly it's it's one of those back and forth matchups for, for, for the Wizards. They just the Boston's got some perimeter players that can that can guard our guys, so yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I um, mean, you know, you guys got that guard front. It's uh Beal and Yeah Beal and Wall. Beal's not yeah. looking good right now though. I mean, but that was that was last game. Yeah, we'll see. I think uh, put it together. I think if the big guys are banging though, I don't think there's anything Boston can do about that. So, yeah. but uh, if we if we assuming we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and we get Cleveland, I actually think we can. I th- I like our chances more in that series than I do in these first two. The He's only reason why I say that high hopes. The reason He's why I say that is just because I think that the Wizards just they 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 step up when they when they have to play the Cavs. Um, the, the Cavs, Cavs barely the Cavs beat them also in February. Step up very differently in the playoffs and you know i don't want to i don't want to go too far into it but uh the calls do kind of change a little bit when you when maybe you get to, i, I to think the you're playoffs. right about that we'll see i think so. if it's i think if the calls don't play a huge factor i actually think the wizards can take them because the wizards are the only team in the playoffs in the east anyway that are not afraid of cleveland mm. and i think that actually plays a big part hmm. so yeah interesting yeah cool all right. Uh, what else? What else uh, has happened? Uh, Kendrick Lamar dropped an album. Kendrick Lamar dropped an album, which and we definitely need to talk about. Which we do that. need to talk about. And if you're into TV, if you're into Netflix, uh, which I am, yeah, uh, the Get Down Part Two came out. So right. maybe if uh, I don't believe you have not seen that, I've only seen the first episode of the second season. Okay. I saw the whole first season. Yeah. It's okay. I think. Um, even though you haven't seen, you know, the, the, the other four episodes in part two, I think we still might have a, enough to talk about. So I mean, yeah, let's let's go into it. We might as well, right? You want to go into that first? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Kendrick first. All right, let's let's talk about Kendrick. Uh, yeah. So Kendrick Kendrick drops the heart part four. Um, I don't know if you remember that song, but it, that was the first kind of piece of this rollout. And in the heart part four, um, Kendrick says, y'all got until April 7th to get y'all shit together. And that sends shockwaves through the hip hop landscape, right? Uh, it sends shockwaves to the, through the hip hop landscape. Um, cats are, are, you know, assuming, you know, does that mean that his album's coming out on that day? X, Y, and Z. I think most people assume that it was coming out that day. Top Dog comes out and clarifies that that's the day that the rollout starts for the April 14th release of Kendrick's next album, Damn, which okay. comes out on April 14th. Right, okay. Um, so I don't, I don't know. You Do you want to go into the, the critical reception? 
uh i don't know the critical reception yet i know some people mm. who love it i know some people are like it's cool mm. i i think there's a lot of folks who don't even really know what it is yet okay which is interesting hmm. um I, I don't think there's anybody who thinks it's whack because right. it's not whack right it is not a bad listening experience at all so, but i think that there's some folks who are like is this amazing is it good so I think that you you must have a very level-headed set of friends because <laughs> um, the conversations that I've been hearing are, are, are wildly different than that. Um, okay. Um, I think the majority of the conversations post this album, first of all, everybody says that it's incredible, which okay. is cool. Like you said, in, in current day, nothing exists in the gray area. No, everything um, everything's either the greatest thing ever right. or it's terrible. Right. So it, people are not saying it's trash. They're saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But the conversations that I'm hearing are, is Kendrick Lamar the best rapper, right? Is Kendrick Lamar the greatest rapper of all time? No. I think those are two, wait, wait, wait. I think those are two <laughs> different discussions. So let's have them separately. Uh, first, is Kendrick Lamar the best rapper? Right now? Right now, is Kendrick Lamar the best rapper? who's who's consistently putting out music maybe <laughs> i mean so i you know sometimes we're, we're called haters on this show i want to say yes i okay. personally think resoundingly that kendrick lamar and it may be not even with this album it might have happened before this album i think i actually think with the rollout of all right on the last album Kendrick solidified himself as the best rapper right now. And when I say best, I mean, there's a lot of asterisks, right? There's, you know, um, that has a mainstream push. So um, do, so wait, I, do we just mean like rapping, pure rapping, or do we mean hip-hop artists? Hip-hop artists today. Okay, on, so on, if on, it's hip-hop artists, yeah. then yes, yeah. I will say yes. If it's rapper, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's different, yeah, though. Yeah, that, I mean, there's a whole lot of, of conversation there, right? That, okay. I think that would be... But I, but I do think, though, that Kendrick merits that conversation. He's in sure. that conversation about who's the best at rapping, period. Okay. But I'm, I'm talking about him as a hip-hop artist. Okay. Which is, I think so if we're talking about hip-hop artists, yes, I will give it yeah. to Kendrick. And um, Which, I need to clarify, that's not saying much, though. It's not, but it is, right? Um, because of the fact that... Um, so, I'll, I'll take us off on a tangent. Back in the day when Jay-Z kind of took the throne... Well, of, which... Of which became, so, 2001, 2000? Yeah, like like okay. Blueprint blueprint time frame. Okay. Um, you know, I was, like I said, in the Nas camp. Yes, you were in the um, losing camp. And... Okay, whatever. <laughs> and, Shots fired. Right. And... and but one of the things that I think kind of brought me over to the light in terms of Jay himself is that um, Jay-Z always had this keen ability to kind of understand what other people liked and really understand um, how to create shit that kind of sits in between what we call your hip hop snobbery. You know, people like us right. that, that want to be super critical about everything. Right. And your people that just kind of like whatever is out and like what's popular. Yes. He's able to create something for everyone. Um, Young Guru had a conversation about on, on a podcast about how Kanye and Jay-Z have this thing that they call tricks. And he was talking about how when they make songs, and I mean, we may have mentioned this before, when they make songs, they put pieces in the song for people who don't really care about lyrics and hip hop like we do. So like, uh, for example, and I wish I never met her at all. Right. Like that's a trick. Yeah. So like they create these little pieces of the song that can be 
digested by anyone. Right. And I think that there's a certain talent in being able to make music that appeals to people who are hip hop snobs, but at the same time has just enough there that it can connect with mainstream audiences and people people enjoy it. Right? I don't think it's that difficult to do though. I think it's very difficult to do. And it's, I, and that's no, why I it's think as simple that, as having a good hook. I don't think so necessarily, right? To me it is. Okay, so because I would ask you, right. I would challenge you what bars uh from Kendrick on any of his last albums outside of the hook do people who don't really care about lyrics like repeat he has um a lot of little little hooks and things like that that he does on, on his songs but i but i wasn't even finished with my point All right, my, go ahead. My, so that particular point was i you know i used the trick scenario to talk about how jay-z is kind of able to unite the the mainstream and the underground sure. right and 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 i think that kendrick is one of the people that does that and that's the reason why he's able to be in this best hip-hop artist of current day conversation so that was my my, my argument there but i i think i think with um all right i think all right was the song that like solidified it for me but i think he's the best it, well i would go back to all right and just say that like to me outside of the hook I'm not sure outside of the hook and the bridge, like the part leading up to the hook. I'm not sure if it has those tricks that you're talking about, but I, maybe it does. I'd have to listen to it again um, to and like and look out for it because I don't know like the lyrics of that song. Yeah, by yeah. heart. I mean, you I know, know the hook though. I I don't think I don't think that he's as good as Jay Z at at what we're calling tricks. Okay. But I do think that he has more um more versatility, dexterity in terms of his flows. Um and he's able to come up with very interesting cadences on different beats and stuff like that. Some of the things that Jay may not have done. But it might be less about, you know, his talent and more about just the production of today. It sounds different from the production mm -hmm. of when Jay Jay was in his prime. Jay was riding the beats you know in the best and most creative ways that he could and now right. the beats in the production sound different and kendrick comes up with lots of interesting patterns and things like that but okay um, but yeah man i mean um this album i thought was really dope okay um i thought that he did a really really good job of um i think the today's hip-hop listener has add like worse than any other generation of hip-hop listener and, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen some of these little memes and clips. Uh, there was a Crank Lucas clip where he was talking about how, like, how, like, in the middle of the beat, like, he'll be like, all right, change the beat. And on the, the four-fifth of a bar, I wanted to do this. Like, you yeah. know, like, he, he'll just, in the middle of a song, it'll just flip up and the beat will change and he'll, you know, go a different way with it and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it does a really good job of keeping the listener's attention. Um, I think he told some stories on this. I think he had a really dope overall theme. And he had Rihanna on his album. I mean, you can't go wrong with in 2017 with having Rihanna on your album. So Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if you have points uh to or for or for or against um, you know, Kendrick in terms of where so, he sits today. Wait, all right. So you wanna know about where I think he sits today or all time or let's about... do let's do today first and then we'll have the all time. So discussion. in terms of hip hop artist, right? Right. So that's everything. That's music, that's marketing, that's yeah, exactly. performance yep. aspect of presentation, yeah. how everything gets out to, you know, the fans and then his reception. I think that yeah, undoubtedly Kendrick Lamar is number one. Right. I would say undoubtedly. More so than Kanye. 
um definitely more so than drake and yeah. i don't know who else you even want to put into that conversation yeah, i mean but. i was thinking about who could even be mentioned as his contemporaries right yeah. i think j cole from a talent perspective can definitely be put there i just don't think he has the body of work and i don't know, think the, j cole understands the, I, I think that what what kendrick understands more so than what kendrick understands more so than most hip-hop heads still trying to make music right mm -hmm. kendrick understands people like what people respond to and he understands uh -huh. music yeah really 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 well do you think that because we talk about this a lot with beyonce do you think that part of that can be attributed to the difference in their teams like kendrick has a very deep team um, I think and, Kendrick and J. Cole has a lot less of a team. I, I don't say. know about either of their teams. I know that Kendrick understands music. For sure. Kendrick definitely understands music. And right. that in this day and age, I think is very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to talk about this in a future episode. We right. keep talking about this, you know, the evolution of, right, of hip hop right. music episode that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But I think that when you have an artist like Kendrick, who definitely has an idea of like what he wants to do, like, you don't just with Kendrick you don't have like some executive producer telling oh you're gonna put this here and this there like right. Kendrick is very much yeah. in control Hands of a lot of these sure. things and I think that that's necessary for people to really connect with you mm. and I think that when you can establish that kind of connection with people and then you understand the music like how people respond to it right. I think that's really gonna work to your advantage yeah, and I right. think that maybe some other hip-hop artists are kind of focused more on like making something hot mm -hmm. and making sure that the rhymes are tight yeah. and with kendrick it's it's going to be hot but it's right. it's this whole sound this whole vision that i want to bring to you yeah um that i think he just understands and that definitely yeah. works to his advantage nah, but that's how i feel about him as an artist as mm -hmm. an actual mc i feel rather differently about him mm. so so i mean so I was back to the the folks that are his contemporaries, right? I would say um, Jake Cole, Joey Badass, um, kind of is putting himself in that in that um, category. Um, Big Crit, but mm -hmm. I, I feel like he 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 kind of doesn't have the consistency necessarily. But but he's I would say he's one of the contemporaries. Um, ASAP Rocky, the ASAP Mob, um, just you know folks that are like contemporaries that are in that category. I, you know, I would say Drake, but we discussed why we right. feel as though Drake kind of has put himself in a different category. Drake and, is and a really... is a pop star who uses rap music as a medium. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, again, I'm I'm trying to mention folks that you know, obviously, like you said, it's 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 not like there's a whole lot of depth in this era. Um, but uh, you know, there are some cats out there that that have a lot of talent and um, you know, are putting out the product. But I think like Kendrick is just has established himself as head and shoulders above. But know, for me, I don't necessarily think it comes down to lyrics for Kendrick. I think it's because oh. I think it's the musical aspect. And one thing I will say about this album is that it keeps my attention musically. Mm. Um, and you will hear me say this from time to time about how like I kind of left hip hop music. Right. Um, and I, I'm so, kind of coming back to it a little bit. So the last one didn't keep your attention musically. Which one? To Pimp a Butterfly. I think To Pimp a Butterfly was more musical than so this album. So To was. Pimp a Butterfly, I enjoyed when I listened to it, and then after like a week or so, I was like, eh. and then I would go back and be like, oh yeah, this is good. I listened to it one time, and then I'm like, all right, I'll go do something else again. Right. So, um, but I, I still think it was, I still think it's very good. But uh, the point I was gonna make is that. Um, 
musically these albums do keep my attention right. um and it's something that a lot of hip-hop music hasn't always done right. from just the musical standpoint right um is one of the reasons why i like yeezus so much which we decided that we're not going to talk about in depth <laughs> right i wanted to talk discuss that album but we're not going to but what i will say one of the things i love about yeezus as a musical piece mm-hmm. um is it like the songs don't end the way they start like there's constant right, motion right, there's right, constant right, transitions and for me a lot of the music that i've been listening to for the past 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. does that yeah and one of the shortcomings of hip-hop music we're not going to get into this too into in too, too much detail because like i said we're going to discuss this later but i think a lot of hip-hop is just like kind of standard intro right, right. verse hook verse hook yep. and like that's it and kendrick has shied away from that kanye yeah. has shied away from that Andre and that like, exactly yeah. and that types of stuff really gets my attention and so in those elements mm-hmm. uh you know this album is superb yeah. where i'm going to question it is if like if there's some kind of deeper meaning that i'm supposed to get from this yeah i feel are. like i'm supposed to yeah and at the same time too i i'm not I think I know what it is, but I'm not convinced that I know what it is. I will agree with you that I think that like I enjoyed this as a musical piece more than I did the lyrical content. Right. Um. Even you know the big storytelling record on here, which was Duckworth. Right. Right. Um. I enjoyed the music so much that I probably didn't listen to the story the first two three times I heard the song. Yeah. I. Um. And then I listened to it again and I was like, oh shit, Top almost killed his dad. Like. Right. But I didn't. I didn't get that the first. Exactly. I was. I I was. I was. I actually. I was listening to this. I was listening to to this album on the way over here, um, and I had to skip through some some tracks because some tracks I knew better than others, and I wanted to make sure that I kind of had like uh, like the playlist in my mind. Mm-hmm. And Duckworth was a song that I hadn't listened to too extensively, but oh. like I'm listening to, it, I'm like, oh wow, like this music on here is just like amazing. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh wait, he's telling a story too. It's like, oh, he's saying he almost wasn't here. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like yeah. basically, I had the same exact reaction that you did. Right, right, and you know, being that, like, you know, I I've always known that like Kendrick has a similar background, being that his family is from Chicago, and then you know he grew up in like L.A. You know, I, I guess I always assumed, you know, his his dad, his family, you know, is in Chicago, and then you know, it's almost it's weird, like the way you think about history where it's like okay you know then they come to compton and then you know kendrick grows up in compton but you don't think about like his family still had a life Mm -hmm. while while you know he was there growing up in compton so i mean you know just not even thinking about the fact that their two paths could have crossed and etc i thought it was really dope how he like kind of gave his family lineage and stuff like that but that kind of goes back again to what you were saying which is like the music does kind of carry the music and the melodies really carry this. Uh, I think the music on this album is so dope. Yeah, like just as a it's just as an instrumental, like but, I think it's dope. But do you think that that's a lack of 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 lyrical firepower from from Kendrick that that makes it that way, or is it just really that good? I think it's not that he doesn't have a lyrical firepower. I don't always under I don't always hear what he says, hmm. um, and I've never been impressed with. Kendrick as an actual rapper. Hmm. In fact, I think that if you were to go back into hip hop's golden age, which is would probably be from what like 1988 to some people say 2001, some people even kind of stretch it past 2001, but whatever. In that lyrical heyday, actually, well, 
You said what? I said actually you're right. Early early 2000s. I, I would say to me I would say yeah. if if I had to put a distinct year on it. It's not to say that there weren't some lyrical, you know, like to me Andre 3000 didn't get really really nice right. until post 2001. Right, right. But I would still say that that era, we'll say 19 1988 to like 2002, right? Like right. I would say that that was probably like the the, the golden age, the pinnacle of like hip hop MCing. Right. And I don't think Kendrick like stands a chance against half those cats so it's funny like that lyrically it's, i don't think it's so. funny that you say that because prior when we were talking about his contemporaries i mentioned joey badass i don't know if you've really listened no, to joey badass I but i don't even know my criticism of joey badass has essentially been you know he's a rapper from brooklyn i think he's of west indian lineage okay um who to me sounds like he would be maybe a C string rapper from the boot camp clique. <laughs> but now everybody is like, oh, he's got this golden age era, golden era 90s, you know, type of sound to him. And Wait. I'm like, okay, the aesthetic in terms of the beats that he raps on and maybe the throwing around, you know, Jamaican, Jamaican slang. Yes. But lyrically, I, he just doesn't really do it for me. Hold on. I'm trying Where's to figure that? out. Which one, Joey? There was a there was a Facebook clip I saw recently of some guy freestyling, and he looked like he was just a really aggressive dude. He's kind of heavy set. That's not Joey nah, Badass. Nah. Joey Badass right. is like a slim short. Right, he actually kind of looks mind. like a little bit taller version of like a Kendrick or something. Like he's right, he's yeah he's he's a petite dude. But yeah, I mean he you know he I think that criticism I could I could lobby or lob on. I, I don't necessarily feel that way about Kendrick. Um, I think Kendrick is dope and i think he has opportunities you know where i personally was somebody that said that the hoopla over the control verse was a little a little overstated mm -hmm. but um I, I think that he definitely has you know moments where he comes out and he's a beast lyrically oh um I, he, i'm not saying that he i don't think that kendrick is whack but you're I, saying I don't that think he's he, bad you're saying I that he that could not compete on on the level of of 90s on the on the the elite tier the top MCs? Nah, I don't so, think so. So he he he. I mean, mind you, it's a pass. It's a pass prime, but he's he's hopped on the track with Jay. You know what I'm okay. saying? With the with the bitch don't kill my vibe, where he came back with the second verse and he actually, I think. But Jay Jay's on been on tracks with a lot of white um, people, so that doesn't mean anything to me. No, I'm not saying that the fact that he's on the track is what matters. I'm saying his verse on the track was better than Jay's verse. Yeah, but a lot of people have done that. Jay-Z doesn't try half the time. Okay, so then you're creating a situation that is an impossible comparison because you're saying in the opportunity no, it's not, to compare it's, these it's two not an MCs, impossible comparison. We, we can't compare them because it's, not it's an impossible comparison. No, because this is how I look when I evaluate lyrical talent, MC talent, right? This is one of the reasons why Tupac, to me, as an, just a pure MC, not as a hip-hop artist. Right. Okay, so the music aside, just take... Take the rhymes, take the flow, just take the man on the mic, right? Tupac to me will never, ever be anywhere near the level of Biggie, not even Jay-Z, Nas, Andre 3000, like Tupac never gets close to them. And the way that I evaluate talent is, I, I used to write lyrics. Right? Wrong. Nah, I used to write lyrics. You still, you still rap. Yeah. To me, I feel like if, if I'm listening to something that I can understand easily, but that is impossible for me to, it would have been impossible for me to create that myself. Like that to me is pure talent. And when I listen to someone like Tupac, so a lot of people say this as well. It's just like, yeah, but his rhymes weren't all that difficult to come up with. Like, okay. Yes. But so two things, one, 
does that mean that somebody who has a ridiculously nebulous style should then should be better than somebody like like who is a down the line rhymer? So does that mean that Ghostface or Twista or Raekwon are way better than Jay Z or Biggie who rap in a very linear and no, easy to because follow the difference way? is is that one of the you missed the first part of that. One of the things that made Biggie so great is that somebody with like a fifth grade education couldn't understand what Biggie's talking about, exactly. right? A lot of these young cats, like even when I was younger, didn't understand what Ghostface or Raekwon was talking right. about, right? And what I'm saying is when you have when you have a, 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 an MC who can, for someone who's just dumb as dirt, can understand what they're saying, mm-hmm. yet even the most intelligent person in the room could never actually think to say that themselves, that to me is real talent. And mm-hmm. Kendrick does not have that. Huh. Tupac doesn't have I that. I disagree with you on Kendrick entirely. Um, and I partially disagree with you on Pac, I don't think that Pac was very complex, but I think that's the great, the thing that made Pac so great is that Pac made very, very relatable music that everybody sure. could understand, digest. It was very entertaining. It was good. Um, and I think, you know, beyond that, what Pac represents even beyond music is, sure, is, but like, is huge as well. He's got rhymes that I don't think are all that difficult to come up with, is my point. Yeah, but Jay has rhymes that aren't all that difficult. Jay-Z to come also up with has rhymes well. that are like, right. dude, like, how would you even think to say that? Right. So does Andre, so does Nas, so does Jay. Right. Uh, so does Big. Right. No, like, I mean, and, I- and so to me, and so does a lot of other people too. Like, they're just like, I was like, wow, like, as someone who used to write lyrics, it's like, how did you think to even come up with this? Like, that is what impresses me. Right. And and maybe it, this is a subjective thing, right? Uh-huh. Kendrick doesn't do that to me. See, I think that Kendrick has the ability to do that. And I think, I I just, think honestly, that I don't think that you're well-versed enough in, in Kendrick's catalog. I'm just that might be, be fair. But at the same time, too, uh-huh. you can't. That even though that might be a fair argument, at the same time, the music that I'm listening to, what we're talking about, like on his album, right? I don't, I don't, I don't sense that. I would agree with you, but again, you know, we, we talked about how the music and the melodies kind of carry this mm-hmm. album, and in this day and age, this album is for this day and age. I think sure. personally, sure, and that's why I don't think I connected with this. Like I, like the, there's um the Kendrick Lamar EP is like to me like that's kind of the starting point of when i really engaged with um mm-hmm. with kendrick and kendrick had a song called uh i just want to be heard okay and it was just he it was just him rapping about you know wanting you know to get the respect of you know the jays and the nazis and the people that he looked up to and just being a kid from california who just writing his rhymes and wants people to hate. like i really really related to that song and i understood every single word and i digested it this album a lot of the shit was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. I, I you know, I enjoyed it from an entertainment perspective, yeah. but I didn't I didn't absorb, you know what I mean, like the the music the same way. But I don't necessarily think that that's a result of one Kendrick not being as good as somebody else or two him not having the ability to create things I just lines haven't heard that it. stick. But but I do think that like he is competing with his contemporaries. That that's fair, but not when you talk about the goat argument. And to me, but but he but he so, brings it back. So you've heard you've heard promise that you will sing about me. You've heard um what was the 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 second version of that on um on the on his last album on To Pimp a Butterfly. He had another song where it was again told by the sister of the girl from Promise That You Will Sing About Me, where he's talking about you know uh the girl. How dare you talk about my sister like that? She was going through x y and z and that's why i'm doing this right Mm -hmm. like he's got songs where 
like if you heard those songs and you felt like you could write like that Andrew like you need to you need to start back writing fam because like because if you if you if you putting out heat like that you 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 need an album ASAP. I'll have to go back and, and like, check those out but like I mean those... for me it's it comes down to like I think the simplest emceeing term right. that those that my favorites have the ones that I think are the best have is right. something called wordplay right right and you right. know what wordplay is right and to me on a wordplay front like the cats that I mentioned versus Kendrick, I mean, it's not even fucking close. Mm-hmm. So that that and that that to me is always something that that has just impressed me yeah. from the best yeah. people who 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 really really just and you know if you want to say that Jay Z's got some simple shit, fine, but you know that Jay Z. Oh no, got no, I know Jay gets busy. I, w- I would never, I would never so, try to take anything away from him. I'm yeah. just saying you. I'm just saying measure measure it for what it is. Jay Z also put out the Blueprint Three. That album fucking sucks. So I okay. mean, like, like let's not pretend like just but because that, you're the, you're one of the greatest the, of all time, you don't also have things that don't stick. Yeah, but because, the, you're comparing the 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 artist to the MC. I'm the, I'm just talking about from an but MC Jay Z as an MC was not good on Blueprint. Yeah, but 3. He, he's already but he's already proven himself that okay, he's one of the best. Okay, but Kendrick's already proven himself. To you, to me, he has he has a a very to you heavy body of work. I look, all I can say is of stuff that I've listened to. Lyrically, MC wise, I've not been impressed with Kendrick. Yeah. That's all I can say. That's fair. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't like him as a, as an artist. Right. I think he's. I think he's a great artist. Um, he's somebody that I'm rooting for. I think that the right. things that he represents are 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 very very good positive things. And in right. fact, that I think that if there is a budding a budding MC out there. I think from a mm. musical point of view, Kendrick should be a role model. Mm. Maybe not from the maybe not from the MC flow lyrical point of view. Maybe mm. not from those things. But yeah, just from you know from the from the musical point of view, I think that he should be you know he's someone that you should the young MCs need to aspire to be. Yeah. But I, from an actual you know lyrical standpoint, you know go back a little bit further. I think that there's a much more there's much better talent um, back yeah. you know 15, I mean, 20 years ago. So I was I was listening to. Uh, Peter Rosenberg, I think it was, it might have been Juan Epstein, and uh, and Peter Rosenberg Hold was on, before talking, we were to, okay, and I Peter Rosenberg that. was 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 talking about how you know there are some people who are um, tethered to the golden era of hip hop mm-hmm. to a point where they're not willing to understand that everything in life evolves. There are some people who heard Melly Mel on White Lines and is like, yo, nobody's ever rapped better than that verse. Fuck everybody else. There's nobody and nothing that will ever be better than okay. that. Some people heard Chuck D and they said, look, nobody will ever be better than Chuck D. There's still some people. <laughs> there are some of our favorite MCs that to us rap better than Chuck D that will tell us that they will never, ever, ever touch Chuck D. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But I think especially in order to be a pundit in this day and age, you need to be able to to accept the fact that in some ways things are going to evolve sure. and they're not going to they're not going to necessarily be an apples to apples discussion sure. right and and um and Kendrick is one of the few people who have done the work to where like he has a body of work that really speaks for itself it's wild because i think these MC comparisons that you're having, I actually think that J. Cole would be a better candidate for those discussions. Like, I think he's an MC that kind of, he, he lyrically, he can stand one-to-one where you can you can break down his lines and you can break down lines of other MCs and put them next to each other and be like, okay, okay, this dude, dope. Uh, Kendrick, it's just, it's just a little different. Like, especially the stuff that he's putting out now. But I also think that a lot of it has to do with just where we are with music today. Sure. 
So, um, but I mean, anyway, I didn't mean to go uh, super. Uh, no, far but down I mean, that. I'm aware of all that. Right. Um, I honestly don't think that that like because those are conversations that I have with myself. It's like, oh, is this just uh, something of like, um, you know, a new versus old thing? And for me, that's not what it is because, like I said, I actually think that musically, I think that he surpassed a lot of what they did in yeah, the golden yeah, era. But, but Kendrick's not a producer, right? So, like, what you're you're still saying that Kendrick as a rapper you don't think holds the muster, but the music that he chooses to make his raps on is what you're, you're driving. I think that if you took, if you took out the beats, right. And I think that if you just had him rapping and I think that if I were to compare that to the people that I, you know, people that I mentioned, I don't Mm -hmm. think Kendrick, uh, you know, I'm gonna, the the funny thing is another person who you may be less familiar with Absol, who's also in, in, on TDE. I think, from a wordplay perspective, I would put him above Kendrick, at least during the days when they all rap together. Um, but I have to put you onto a Black Hippie mixtape that has them, like the early days of them just spitting. I mean, dude is clever. His wordplay is incredible. He is he is there. And I think I that mean, he's... Fun. And I think that, you know, back to the whole this whole discussion of, is he the GOAT? Which some people have said, and, and I, I don't I said think that. he is. I personally don't think he's the goat. He's not in my elite tier either. But I do think that I am able to say that I am comfortable with him being mentioned in conversations. If cats are saying who's in your top ten, who's in your top twenty, and Kendrick Lamar's name gets mentioned, I'm not going to be like "fuck you," you don't know what you're talking about. Right. And there's people, there's there's a lot of people who who cats will put in their top ten, and I'll be like, I just I don't respect you. Like I don't respect what you're saying. So this is how um, somebody asked me. I think we were talking about uh, basketball. I think it was talking about like LeBron James or something like that. Like, right. and this whole thing like, oh, top top one, top five, top ten. Like, right. or no, actually, it wasn't even LeBron James. It was Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Right. And yeah, someone was saying that he, Dirk Nowitzki needs to be like a top twenty player. Right. And to me, I'm like. I don't really care about top 20, top 50. I don't think about it that way. I okay. think about tiers, Okay. right? And to me, it's like I have an elite tier, of okay. which, of course, MJ's in it, Magic, Bird, um, Will, you know, maybe Bill Russell. Um, Dream? Yeah, uh, yeah, Dream could, he'd probably be at the lower end, right? Um, LeBron James would be in there, right? As, uh, for as much as we like to hate on him, he's yeah, definitely yeah, in sure. there, right? To me, MJ is at that pinnacle, mm-hmm. but like, there's an elite tier. Yeah, yeah. And Dirk is not in that tier. Okay. He's in the one underneath that, right? Who so else doesn't, is in the, in, the, in the tier? You can have like, uh, you know, Scotty Pippen, um, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas. Um, uh, uh, Stockton, the overrated. I'm trying to think if Tim Duncan should actually be in the elite tier. Yeah, because because Dirk is not better than Tim Duncan. But right. either way, that's not that's not the point. The point is is that like I don't think about like top twenty. I think about it these things as a tier. Okay. And in terms of MCs, like okay. my elite tier, right. there's four people in this elite tier. Okay. And that's Biggie, that's Jay, that's Nas, and that's Andre. Okay. Right. And those are the people that I mentioned. Then there's like a first tier underneath that. Um, Ice so Cube is in there. You don't think Rakim is like? No, Rakim is a first tier MC. For me, okay. he's first tier. So um, first tier is that's under, the under, elite? yeah, yeah. It's okay. elite and then first and then okay. yeah, it's elite <laughs> right. one. Two. It's like it's like first division, premier division. Okay, right. Okay. So it's elite and then first and second <laughs> and then right. third, right. right? So first tier, yeah. So there would be like Rockem, Ice Cube, um, maybe Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. If not, he could be a second tier. I always think about like where I would put Snoop. Snoop is probably a second tier, but I like him. Mm-hmm. So he he might be at like the bottom of my first. Um, and you're saying Kendrick is in none of those. 
Oh no, Kendrick is at least second tier. At okay. least second tier. By the end of it, okay. I might be able to say that he's Well, that's fair. You're saying he's not he's not in your top four, which is is fair. Yeah. Like that's a definitely fair. But I, he think, can't I be thought the... you were saying like he's like nowhere near the conversation. He's not a dope MC, which I, I Well, because I think that uh think is absurd. I here's the thing. I think that if this is why I, I, I constantly go back to like the MC talent versus the musical talent, right? Okay. Because Jadakiss from a musical perspective, is nowhere near as nice right. as as Kendrick, right? Right. But from a lyrical perspective, like honestly, like Jade is nice to me. Yeah, he's you know nice. what I mean. And so you know, I would have trouble saying that Kendrick is the goat when I don't think he's as nice as Jada. And Jada to mm. me is a is a first tier. Hmm. You know but, what I mean? But lyrically, Kendrick can do lots of things that Jada can't do, right? Because Jada is. Jada is like, you know, he's your nine iron. Like he's like he's like he's your trusty. You know what you're gonna get with him. He's gonna give you if you give him a 95 beat per minute beat (laughs) and you step back, he's going to knock that shit out of the park. He's gonna give you one of the illest 16s you've heard, even though it's gonna sound just like the last 16 that he gave the last person. But you you know what you're gonna get out of him. Mm -hmm. With Kendrick, it's like it's unexpected, but it's just gonna be dope. You know Maybe. what I mean? I, um, so, I mean, that, that, it depends on what you're looking for, but I, I think there are things that Kendrick... So, Kendrick cannot do what Jada Kiss does, mm-hmm. but Jada Kiss can also not do what Kendrick can do. I mean, that's you know that's I mean? that's fine. I, I yeah. my, my point is, that to me right now, um, like, I'm still... To me right now, Kendrick is definitely a, 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 a tier two. Mm. Maybe he could be a tier one. Right. Um, and I would put... I'd put out of respect, I'd have to put Tupac as a, as a tier one. Um, out of respect. <laughs> out of respect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You hate that dude, man. I am not a Tupac you, hater. You and uh, uh, I don't. It's just, but it's, if you listen you to. You Funk Flex, man. Y'all, no, y'all, no, no, no. I no. hate Pac. If man. you listen to, if you listen to what I, how I just described, how I evaluate my lyrical MC right. talent. The, I hope that that would explain why I see Tupac the way I do. But from a music hip hop artist yeah. standpoint, I mean, Tupac I mean, is, no, is I, one I, of the greatest. I feel you. I think you. I think you overweigh wordplay. To be honest, that might be fair. But but that might be fair. I mean, if if wordplay is your your your, it's, your boom, it's one then, of them. It's, then I mean, Pox, wordplay, flow, Pox delivery, a, like not voice, a wordplay guy. Like I, you no, know, I that's I just so. yeah, that's not his strength. I wouldn't say. And I, and he didn't yeah. have much versatility in his flows. Like I mean, when you can have like uh, Jay Z, please don't make the bone argument. Oh no 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 okay. no no! no. I was gonna say like, like on Thug Love, he didn't rap fast, but then Biggie rap. Fast. I'm like, yeah. Oh no no no! I mean, to me, like, <laughs> I, like flow wise, right? Like, okay. I think that you know, Andre has one of the Andre 3000 has one of the most like original flows right. in terms of hip hop, right? You know, and there might be some elements of like Prince and George Clinton from like what mm-hmm. Andre try, tries to do, but like flow wise, you know, you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say something that's probably not popular. Salute me or shoot me, but. As a as a as a card carrying outcast fan, I always felt that Big Boy had the doper flow delivery and Andre had the doper lyrical content right. and subject matter. We're gonna hold that conversation Yo, for another cause, day. Because <laughs> Big Boy can flow, man. I don't know, man. I, I Big Boy is at very least comparable to Andre in terms of uniqueness of flow. I, I I disagree and you will get shots, but we'll talk about that later. But you know, to me, Andre has a very original flow. When you talk about like Jay Z, right. Jay Z switches his flow from like from song to song. Mm-hmm. Biggie switches his flow from bar to bar, yeah. like something I've never seen. And Nas is just like the most the smoothest natural right, right. sounding flow like arguably ever yeah you know and like 
on those aspects like Kendrick to me doesn't you know doesn't doesn't really compare Tupac mm. doesn't really compare to me it's, mm. it's nice but it's not like it's not like those guys but I mean so, so you gave each of those folks their own commanding you know uh, or unique presence right and you mm-hmm. described it I mean Tupac himself also has a very unique commanding presence on the microphone he's got personality of, for sure how he comes off too. he's got personality right. for sure but it's just in terms of how I like how I've learned and grown to evaluate mc talent yeah you know that's just why like you know going back to kendrick that's just why he doesn't i can't say he's a great the the goat because he doesn't hold up to to those guys for me but i I mean but but you know he's got some time uh jay-z didn't start that way for me uh andre certainly didn't start that way for me right um yeah I, i heard i heard a couple of interviews one was with clark kent and one was with somebody else I don't remember who it was. And they were saying, you know, back when Jay-Z was rapping like Foosh Nickens, they knew he was going to be the greatest rapper of all time. And I'm just like, how, how, could, you have, how? how Yo, could you cats do evolve. That. And, you know, I mean, it takes some time. But Kendrick's definitely has a lot of room to grow. So he's uh, but he's also done a whole lot, yeah. you know, um, already. No, so, I, 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 I like Kendrick. Yeah. OK, don't. Yeah, I am not a, a Kendrick hater. Uh, just because I don't think someone is the goat, that doesn't right. mean that I don't think he's nice. I do think that Kendrick is good. Obviously, Kendrick is is nicer than I am. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not. You know, that's. Yo, if you, know. you if you got sing about me, I'm dying for thirst. If you got that in your notebook somewhere, I need I need to hear those bars, man. Like. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to rehash it. But, yeah. Uh, I just. Um. Yeah. To me, he's just he's not the goat. But, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel you. I also don't think that he he's personally my goat, but I do think that I'm okay with him being in the conversation. And I like I like it the same way I liked um, when Sheether and all this stuff was mm-hmm. out, and everybody started talking about battles and oh my god, this person ethered that person again. That feeling, that feeling made me feel good, and I, I get that hip hop feeling from from Kendrick. When we discuss Kendrick, it's a very different feeling from the feeling when Drake put his album out. Sure. Drake put his album out and there was conversations and discussion and it's always good to have hip hop be like a topic that's in, in the mainstream but it wasn't the same way that it is when Kendrick puts out something when Kendrick put out the heart or this sure you know so speaking about hip hop discussions right. you know there was something else that came out as well what was that? And it was that project with Talib Kweli and Styles B. Yeah. And I don't even know the name of it. I've listened to a track and a half of it. And this was something. Have you listened to it at all? Nope. <laughs> I heard. Uh, I heard the one single on accident. I don't um, even know what the ninth, name of it is. Ninth something. Yeah. That might be what the whole album's called too. I don't know. Yeah. So it's weird because it's like I real I really like Styles P, but I don't really follow his solo yeah, music anymore yeah. after the first one. Um, and then Talib, I probably shouldn't go too deep into it, but I mean, I've always felt that Talib has, you know, kind of an on again, off again relationship with the beat. Like, you know, it's very inconsistent. Um, and, and, you know, like he, he's, you know, uh, topics of abnormal normality. Like he's always been like a guy that's like a little too wordy and kind of tries to fit too many words into a bar. Yeah, and it bothers me. Yeah. And and I, I liked Black Star <laughs> a lot, but I was also a backpacker hippity hoppity r- ruckus fan. Yeah. Um, I I liked Reflection Eternal, uh-huh. but it's because High Tech is one of my favorite producers. Uh-huh. I think he's super underrated. But Talib by himself has just <laughs> never really been the the thing my is thing. the thing is like 
um, I think I was actually listening to the the Jalen Rose podcast, okay. Jalen and Jacoby, and they were talking How about. How is that, Jane? Oh, I mean, I, I like it. I've heard, heard good things. I, lo- I love Jalen Rose's stories. I think yeah. he's the funniest stories. But Jalen was talking about how he talked talk about the Kendrick, okay. but then he was talking about the To Live Kweli and Styles P. Joint. He's like, they got bars, right? That's what he likes right. to say, bars. So I'm like, all right, let me listen to this track. All right. And mistake number one, you got To Live Kweli opening of the track. That's mistake number one. <laughs> Right. And to be honest, I don't even have to go into mistake number two because mistake number one is almost indefensible. Right. <laughs> like, look, I used to love love to live quality right. back in the day. Right. And uh Black Star is a is a dope piece of music. Right. And Kali is nice on it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Reflection Eternal. Another dope right. piece of Incredible. music. And again, Kwali is nice on he it. He has two accidental borderline classics. And it's just like why? And then after that. You know, I just don't care. Yeah. And, you know, his his voice and his flow and things are very unappealing to me now. Yeah. And I'm listening to this, this song and I'm just like, I just I just got bored with it. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's my problem. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of too. It's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you just got through listening to me talk about like uh, comparing Kendrick to, you know, 90s golden era hip hop MCs, right? Right, right? But then when one of those MCs, you know, one of those folks come out yeah. to live Kwali and 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 Styles P whenever they come out with something this kind of like, you know, can link back to that. Right. I'm bored with it. Yeah. Right? And that's Interesting. And you know, that's one of the reasons why I appreciate Kendrick because musically I'm not bored with Kendrick at yeah. all. But 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 I I would I would challenge you to say if if most deaf was also a part of that that tandem, right? So mm-hmm. Styles P, Talib, and Most, you would have listened to that joke. Right? So, I want to do a make it a classic uh, about the new about New Danger, okay. uh, the New Danger, which is Most Def's second yeah. LP, the purple and, and uh, no, 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 that was True Magic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the one, the one where, that has Ghetto Rock and all those. Yeah, jokes. and it's the one yeah. where on the cover he's got like this old like uh, this hat and yeah. his, he's got like a bandana around his, uh, his mouth. That joint is, had had a, a Kanye beat on it too. It had several. Early, uh, it had, it had where's the sunshine? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that album had a lot of um, that album had a lot of potential. Ultimately, I think it had a lot of shortcomings as well which is right. why i want to do and make it a classic right but um well, we can talk about this later mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about most def i just have to say right now that i think that if if most def had that album got that album correct mm-hmm. and then had a a a collaborative album mm-hmm. with the roots mm-hmm. right after that which and those those albums that were coming out it would have been um the tipping point for the roots mm-hmm. and then like game theory or whatever had in between that time you had a collaborative project with with most death in the in the roots yeah uh and that that was correct i think most f's career trajectory would have been a lot different now i listen to most f and you know he had that joint on rising down um uh, he he started that he track out that which joint. by the way yo let me let me what? say this right quick uh, for as many short shortcomings as the the roots have in terms of putting studio albums together, mm. they're some of the dopest in terms of of uh, of of uh, introducing an album. Yes, like the like the 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 the. the the I guess uh, I wouldn't say top heavy, but just like how an album starts, like you put it in and press Man. play. I told the you that, do that when, stronger. When, when you said that thing, and I was like rising down, and yeah. then remember we listened to the first yeah, couple yeah, tracks, yeah, you yeah. were like, oh, yeah. you're right. When when you put on an album, when you put on a Roots album, and you press play, them joints start harder than arguably, like consistently start harder yeah. harder than like any other album. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah so but no had most have been on this project i might have listened to it more so i say that to say that right like um you, you know not not all 90s golden era is is, is created equal right yeah. you know and so like i think had some of the artists that you're referring to been involved in the project, I think you'd be be more a little a little bit more receptive to it, right? Maybe. Like I feel like we're at a point where we kind of know what a Styles P album yeah. sounds like. Not to say that it's it's bad or anything. It's just you know I don't get excited when Styles or Jada or, or a no, lot of right. these guys are going to put an album out. It's just like this okay, cool. I'll probably like a couple songs on it. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get to them. I get to them. The only artist from that era who's not like an elite MC mm-hmm. who I'd get really excited for mm-hmm. uh, is still ghostface actually uh, yeah. ghostface has some projects it's that consistent. i'm like that i still i'm not i'm not going to say that these are great pieces of music mm-hmm. but i like them yeah. so if, if if i hear the ghostface is coming out with something i'm going to listen to it but right. the other ones like unless it's something like tri-call quest right. or maybe common maybe or um common is kind of hit, hit yeah no exactly yeah, yeah. But uh, unless it's something or like or like Andre finally decides to come out with an album. Like if if Andre comes out with an album, I'm probably going to listen to that and nothing else for like a year. You know who's not quite golden era, but maybe just a bit after, um, but is kind of still consistent and puts out relevant stuff actually is T.I. I don't okay. know if you've heard some of the T.I.'s more recent stuff. No, but he's, I haven't. He's, he's still coming pretty heavy with it. But um, so anyway. Um, so do you want to you want to touch on the get down brothers before sure 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 uh so part two came out yeah and i've uh just finished up watching the series i want to say it was on friday right now we're recording this on sunday yeah. and uh i happen to like the series um mm-hmm. if you guys haven't seen it uh, we will be talking about it a little bit but i'm not going to get into any specific uh story points right. more just like the general things of the series like what they included because you have not actually mm-hmm. finished um part two right yeah i've right. seen the first season and right, that's the first said. episode of the, right, the right, second right. season and so well, first of all what did you think about well let's just talk about both parts and part one okay. and part two what do you think about their depiction of the bronx about you know yeah. how they're how they're telling this the the, the origins of uh of, of hip-hop so um so i've actually had a lot of conversations in the, the first season with uh with shamira who we okay. had on the last uh ep um shamir is from she's from harlem harlem okay um but you know f- first of all both of us agree that we don't necessarily feel as though baz lerman was the right person to create and canvas what the creation and of he has admitted this was, right he's definitely because admitted that. his whole gatsby you know over the top yeah. shiny you yeah. know flashy thing it, it it really looks cool to the eye but hip-hop itself it feels a little bit less shiny you know at least at that at that point in time um but i think it actually is starting to work uh when i first saw saw the first season i was like a little shaky on it yeah there's a lot of like artsy things to try to do i'm like "Eh, i don't really buy it people were turning into cartoons and running away and stuff and i was like "Eh." um but the one thing that i really really like about the show is um i think Hip hop has a little bit of a revisionist history in terms of um, the impact that disco had at the time when mm-hmm. hip hop came into the landscape, and um, the the intersectionality between the two. Yeah. Right. Because you know most of the cats when hip hop really became a thing were like, yo, that disco shit's corny. Mm-hmm. But like you know, let's not forget that rappers delight. Yep. You know, is off freaking, of the chic. Right. It's a, it's a it's a disco record. So. Um, I, I Wait, do like that. Um, or is it uh, Sheik is an artist, right? Yeah. Um, it's um, is the, the artist. Good times. No, hold on. 
Yes, it is good times. Yeah, yeah, good okay. times. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I I do like the intersectionality between those two things. I like the fact that um you know and and I came to her and I said, look, was the Bronx really that bad back then? Were they just burning houses down? And she said, actually, yes. Yeah. Um, during that time frame, she said, you know, the thing was, you know, the housing market completely flipped. Um, it was a bad place to be. And so at the end of the day, because of the fact that they couldn't get tenants and that these houses were essentially being abandoned, the people who owned these properties would essentially burn them down so that mm-hmm. they could try to collect insurance money. And so she said that that happened yeah. rampantly. Like a good fellas. Yeah. What do you do? You blow the match. Blow the joint. <laughs> right. And so, you know, she was like, yo, the Bronx really did look like that. She said it probably even looked worse. I was like, wow, okay. I mean, for me, I'm not yeah. a New Yorker. I didn't see New York until I was mm-hmm. probably grown or or in the later years of high school. So um, so that was really interesting to me. And then the other thing that I liked was um, I, she likes this less than I do, but I liked the the whole Afro-Latino. Um, yeah, I like it too. It. I like the fact that, you know, they're black and hispanic kind mm-hmm. of and so you get to see both cultures a little bit yeah when they tell the story so those are those are kind of my takeaway points yeah uh i like that i think what mm-hmm. really is interesting right when i was watching episode one mm-hmm. I, I i was watching the first 20 minutes and i was like what is this there was so much going on <laughs> right that i had i had a hard time following yeah, it but yeah. then sensory overload part two comes out and people are like oh it's good so i was like all right well i guess i gotta finish part one so you know netflix remembers where i left off so <laughs> right. i started watching and right. I remembered the first 20 minutes, but it's, it's interesting. From mm. the point where I started watching, which is essentially um, Zeke is having a conversation with his teacher. Okay. And yeah. she's telling him, like, you know, you've got, you, you, you're a great artist, you're a great poet, but you don't want to speak in front of every, anybody. Right. The, it, then the episode moves on from there. So mm-hmm. Mylene Cruz, she tries to get to the disco spot, right. to, you know, so that she can... Uh, be heard by the DJ Malibu, I think it is, mm-hmm. and then and then uh, Zeke finds out, so he wants to go. Right, and anyway, right, right. from from the point where I started watching to the end of the episode was like was dope as shit. Right. And and the highlight to me, the point where I was really like, yo, this is gonna be good, uh-huh. was that very very first party with Grandmaster Flash, yeah. and they had the Apache break. Like yeah. that shit to me was fire, and yeah. that was everything that when I started falling in love with hip hop, not right. rap music that I that I've heard on the radio, right. but like. You know, nine like late ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, like when I was really, you know, getting back into Rakim, right. KRS one, right. uh, public enemy, learning about Cool Hurt, all these things like you know, that party was like everything that that, that just was just dope. Yeah. Um and so what one of the things that I really liked about the series is like how kinda how they started with Grandmaster Flash. I think he was a perfect person to start with. Yeah. More so than Bambada, more so than Herc. Um, but how he's kind of de- teaching Shao like how to DJ um, and all these things like I really kind of appreciated you know that aspect. So, somebody else was telling me that really made me appreciate it and go back and finish the first season because when I started it like you said I was kind of like eh, yeah, it's a little yeah. corny it's a little flashy it's all over the place yeah, he was really, like we're trying to do a lot of things at once go yeah ahead. he was like um Shaolin Fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which I think, honestly, the guy who plays Shaolin Fantastic, Shamik Moore, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, great, great, doing yeah. a great job. Um, you know, perfectly casted for that. I believe um, so. Yeah, and really, really doing. A, uh, I really, really like that character. Yeah. Um, I like how he was kind of like an urban legend, and then you yeah, kind of yeah, get yeah. to know him as the as the show goes on. But um, he was like, yo. This dude was going in like gang territory, running around doing all this crazy stuff. And at the end of the day, the only reason he was really doing 99% of the stuff he was doing, obviously besides feeding himself, 
was he just really, really just wanted a guy to give him lessons to learn how to be a DJ. Yeah. He was like, can you imagine the type of passion that you have to have <laughs> to go through all of this stuff that he had to go through? And then it would be like, he would go through all this stuff and then he would get a pencil. Yeah, a crayon. And then he would be like, oh, I got a crayon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And then that's like, all right, then he has to do all this other yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. to get to the next thing. And it's funny because, you know, my boy was like, doesn't that kind of take you back to your journey in hip hop? And I mean, not to get too corny about it, but it was just like when we first encountered, or at least when I first really encountered hip hop and really like got into it. I mean, I tried to do everything I possibly could. I was like a sponge to absorb everything. You know, I mean, I wanted to learn how to be a DJ. I wanted to learn how to rap. I wanted to learn how to do all these things. And it's really dope that like, you know, they're interacting with this culture in this way. And yeah. just going back to Zeke, the addictive nature of when he finally does get get on a mic and rock a yeah. party and he's like i have to do this all the time exactly. like, i have to find a way to get back to these situations and that, that's those are the things that i really loved about like the feel of the show another thing that i really like is how it's one thing to hear like one of the legends or one of the pioneers explain the concept of, of the break or right. as is I don't or, like or, that they call the, bre the break the, 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 the get, get down. down it sounds so corny it, it does anyway. I don't know if they called it that back then or I not, not but either way yeah. the, we'll just call it the break I think because there's a show that exists now called the breaks that's why they didn't want to call right. it the break but anyway so but it's one thing to hear one of the pioneers explain the break it's another thing to kind of see it played out in a drama the way it has yeah. and the way that they kind of explain how like the idea of the loop like what it really really was like they, i think the yeah. show does a really good job of explaining that yeah like just exactly what the crowd was responding to because right. i think that you know and another thing that the show does does really well and they do it well in season two is the idea that oh like this isn't music you know you can't yeah. make money off of uh, making records off of records that are not your own right, right. but why it's so appealing to people it's just like that that segment of the beat yeah. that people really kind of focus on right. and just when you loop that like maybe other people don't maybe the the mainstream cast the disco cast didn't really understand the musicality of it but right. it clearly resonated with certain individuals right. and and how you what you were able to do with that both with the dancing and both with the lyrics like, and I, like, I think the show does a good job of explaining and that. i like that they called the rest of the record the whack part that shit and, was hilarious. And, and, and oh, when you he do the whack part. Right, he was talking to the girl and he was like, oh yeah, you, you do the whack part. Like, yeah. we're trying to, that was hilarious to me, yeah. especially her, the look on her face because she was just like, she was just so confused. Like, that, that, how could what I'm putting on here be the The song they made for her though, Set Me Free, that, that shit kind of goes. Yeah, no, that joint does go. Uh, and there, there are some records that go. I also think it's hilarious, the, uh, the Disco Biscuit joint that the other guy oh, was trying boogie, to push. Oh, Boogie Oogie Boogie, yeah, Disco Biscuit. This is horrible. They actually, I want to say that song actually comes to life in season two. Okay. Or part two. Yeah, I, uh, I can imagine. I also thought it was dope, back to what you were saying about the, how they explained the break. Um, the part where he's teaching the daughter of his mentor, uh, they're just like smoking weed together in the office in the first episode of the second season. And um, she, he's, he's like, oh, this is the, this oh, is the yeah, get down yeah, yeah. part. The, the white girl. Yeah, the white girl. And she's like, yeah. what are you talking about? And then he's explaining to her, you know, what it is. Yeah. She can tell she still kind of doesn't get it, but it's right. just dope that he's like, you know, kind of sat there and really tried to explain to her what was going on there. But yeah, man, I thought it was really dope. And I like the energy of when they finally do start rocking parties yeah. and when they bootleg the dude's tape. 
and oh, then yeah, they're, yeah, they're playing yeah, the yeah. tape and they like completely just get shunned and nobody's feeling them like I, I still don't really know how they worked out of that situation and i might have to go back and watch the, the end of the first season again to really get it but um i thought that that was authentic like oh you guys are fake you guys are like you know and then people came and like be- messed up their shop the beauty right, shop right right, right 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 that was dope so uh a couple of the things that happened in season two um and they're not like i said they're not huge story points but there's some general things is uh um on the c-a-s-a the n-o-v-e uh, and n-o-v-a the rest is f-l-y right mm-hmm. so that is a famous lyric from um uh what's the first joint uh rappers alike yeah right? i'm the n-a-s the t-e-r except, except uh the person who wrote that was grandmaster kaz and in the uh in the show they've got uh one they've got grandmaster kaz performing a little bit but also mm-hmm. they've got this dope track on this mixtape okay like this dope beat whatever with grandmaster kaz on it and he's he's rapping that that lyric dope. uh and the fact that they put that in there to say like yeah like these sugar hill Sugar Hill Gang guys, like they straight up stole Grandmaster Kaz uh, lyrics and put it on their own, uh, right? Like, because because the person who got the writing credit was the woman who put that song out, so that's interesting, right? For which one? For Rapper's Delight, wasn't there like a woman who supposedly wrote the whole I, record? I I don't yeah no, I, I just know that uh, Grandmaster like <clears throat> Grandmaster Kaz's lyrics are all over that yeah, that track, yeah, and they yeah. they show they uh, pay homage That's to dope. that in the series. And That's another dope. thing that they do, uh, which I kind of wish you saw the the series for this, but they go to um, Africa Bambata yeah. and the Zulus, That's the Zulu dope. Nation, um, which is. So how do you how do you did did they touch on what's going on with no, Zulu Nation today? They did not because that's kind of interesting, right? Like like when you I I don't know most people who are watching the show probably don't have any idea about yeah. that, but you know um, that would be go interesting. ahead get into it. Explain. I mean, so essentially, like it was Africa Bambata himself, it was Africa Bambata right? himself been yes. accused by multiple people, but one guy in particular, yeah. Um, who basically said he was molested by yes. African Africa Bambada over right. a course of the course of a lot of different years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I mean, being that that's kind of something that's in the news a little bit less so because Africa Bambada is not a big name right now. It's interesting that they you know they would go there. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think they I think from the show standpoint they had to. I mean, they start off with Grandmaster right, Flash right, and then right, they go right. to they they go to Cool Herc, the fifteen twenty Sedgwick Avenue. It's almost like you're you're accepting. You know, you're accepting the behavior or the potential so, behavior, right, right. right? So I have some some thoughts on this, okay. and from what I understand, uh, KRS One got blasted for this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, KRS One, KRS One is from South Bronx, mm-hmm. and all these people are like idols to him. And in terms of like South Bronx hip hops, I mean, KRS One, uh, BDP, Boogie Down Productions. I mean, that's this is one of the biggest names to come out of uh, Bronx. Like, and I didn't 80s, mention right? this, but that was the reason. One of the other reasons I really hated the show when I first started watching it is because is because Nas was the voice that they decided yeah. to be the narrator. Yeah. And anybody who like listened to <laughs> '90s or '80s hip hop, like right. like. The boroughs kind of did their own thing. Yeah. And Nas is a very characteristically Queens rapper. Yes. And the the Bronx sound is totally different. And from the thing Nas is, sound. the thing is, especially given that this is this is focuses, you know, it's uh the story is from the Bronx, right? right. You know, in the eighties 
I mean, you know, maybe Bronx like, and Queens was going at it because yeah, Marley Marr and uh, who he was a producer, but who was the MC? Was MC uh, Shan, Shan, MC Shan, Shan right? yeah, right, and was the going at over. it, and then of course they had the bridge is over. Yeah, so the fact that they had Nas as the 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 current voice of books, which really threw me off at the beginning. I didn't understand what oh, they were doing. You didn't doing. get that thing, the, the whole be- parallel. I it, got it, 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 but it I didn't... took me a while. To, I was like, wait, what? And oh, then I, okay. I hated the fact that Nas's rhymes were so like so literal like it was yeah. like and then he took my girl and then yeah. i walked in like i'm like yeah. oh, that's that's oh, that's so some funny. of the artsy things that i didn't think went over well but then yeah. when the when you throw in the whole dizzy roomy character with mm. the whole alien thing and the whole kung fu mashup like <laughs> i get it that they were just kind of throwing all these things in there and after right. a while i kind of was like all right i mean they, I, they I, had I to have it. a graffiti guy in yeah, there, yeah. right like no like, no no, no, no. Like but like the whole but yeah in the in, in part two, they mm. do this thing where it's like they actually th- they actually show the characters like as if they're in a comic book, like yeah, an yeah, animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thing. in the first yeah. this first episode, I saw where he like wrote him a letter when right. he was in prison or something like that. Right. So, um, but yeah, so apparently, uh, and I didn't I didn't see somebody else was telling me this story, but apparently, Karras one was defending Bam, uh-huh. was the defending Bam Bambata, right. And uh, Karis one got dragged for it, talking mm-hmm. about like you know how you know you're supporting the molestation and all the other things. And what really actually kind of put things into perspective for me mm-hmm. was Chappelle. Okay. Right now, Chappelle has uh, the Netflix yeah. uh, Netflix two comedy shows, yeah. and they were recorded you know in years oh, past. Wow, I want to say they right. were recorded like 2016 and 2015, right? Okay. So that's why some of the material on there is kind of dated. But right. one of the things that he does is he's got this whole Bill Cosby segment. Right, right, right. And when I was listening to it, I was kind of like, I was like, wow, like he went in really in depth on Bill Cosby. And he almost kind of defends it. But then I, I thought about it. Nah, he got at him. He did, he did. Yeah. And, I, and I thought about it. And to me, the way it kind of put it together was like, he was almost reconciling with himself because mm-hmm. it sounded to me like Chappelle was really defending Bill Cosby for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally couldn't do it anymore, he's like, look, like, you know, obviously he did all these things. But right. what Chappelle makes mention of, he's like, look, this guy was my hero. Before right. I knew about all these molestation things or right. the, these rape cases, this guy was my he hero. Said, like, he saved a lot of people yeah. when he rapes he, or something like that. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Which is, which, is, which is really, really effed up. I, I guess right. it's kind of funny, but whatever. It's really effed up thing to say. But at the same time, like, I'm looking at this from, I'm trying to look at this from what I think is Chappelle's perspective, which right. is like, look, he grew up idolizing this man. This mm-hmm. isn't just one of like his favorite comedians. This right. was arguably like his number one hero. Right, right. And all the things that Bill Cosby did in the community, all of the the, the ground that he broke, right. making, making Chappelle's career possible, like, right. you know, Cosby was almost like a god to him. And mm-hmm. to, 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 to see, you know, the man behind the mask, like to see you know what he became is was what must have been really tormenting from Chappelle and I think what Chappelle wanted to emphasize is like look when we talk about Bill Cosby's legacy we cannot not mention these these rape things right Mm -hmm. but at the same time it can't be the only thing that we talk about we also need to talk about um, all the other positive things that he did. And right. yes, when we talk about those positive things that we did, you know, we, we're not going to ignore the rape. We right. can't. Right. This is all who he was. Right. But like, does it tarnish all those good things? And I think what KRS one say those I things? Not, I didn't hear it, but yeah. I'm guessing though that from KRS's point of view, I'm guessing the Bambada was just as much a hero to KRS. Yeah, and Bambada and, and to KRS's perspective, he might be saying again, I didn't actually hear it, but he I would like to think that he's he's not saying, look, like, let's 
let's ignore the molestation. Right. Like we can talk about that. But at the same time, like just because we're going to talk about how he, you know, sexually abused these boys, mm. or if we're going to talk about that in his legacy, we can't then ignore all right, the all other things. positive things that he, that he has done with his legacy. And, you know, when you talk about Bambada, the Zulu nation, like what they try to do with positivity. Right, and in right. the show, they emphasize that the gang members were afraid to go into Vietnam right. because even though the, the Zulu nation was talking about positivity and, and all this other stuff, yeah. you know, no one, nobody messed with Bambada and the Zulus. Now, it's like the fruit of Islam. Um, perhaps, yeah, perhaps. Now, what might also be skewed with that, though, is the fact that apparently I was reading that a lot of that gang culture kind of died down in the late 1970s. So who knows? I mean, but that was a big part of it, right? Like, I mean, I'm 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 not from New York, so I can't I can't claim yeah. to be the 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 all, know all. But but I think you know, part part of the reason that a lot, gang culture didn't spread the way it spread in California and a lot of other places was like people who were influential people in the community were like essentially like no like we yeah. we will you know if we see little gang outfits setting up we're gonna beat those people down or we're gonna do whatever we have to do to keep that out of our neighborhood and so. something that's interesting about that is uh there's this one episode that i think you really need to watch where essentially uh the get down brothers they do this performance mm -hmm. uh, they get they get paid and they're starting they're starting to get paid mm -hmm. and um zeke's parent or zeke's i guess uh, aunt and uncle mm -hmm. they freak out and the kipling brothers um you know uh dizzy and mm -hmm. Ra and and um boo their parents flip out as well and they all mm -hmm. assume that well if you guys are making money you guys are just selling drugs right and and the idea that i think that a lot of that art was misunderstood right right a lot of the you know hip-hop music was was misunderstood graffiti art was misunderstood oh, oh if you're tagging you must be a little gang member right like i think the show does a good job of illustrating all that yeah um and those are things that you know that the eye really dug right so. right that's dope yeah i mean I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to checking out the rest of it i mean even just the first episode of the second part to me mm -hmm. was a lot better than what i or how i started this yeah first yeah season. one of the things that was really cool was what they did with mylene's character the idea that everybody wanted a piece from her especially mm -hmm. her father who's a yeah. fucking piece of shit right. um but i love giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> yeah, duh, but he's a he's, piece of shit though he is the man he I, like he's my favorite character on breaking he's, bad yeah, yeah, yeah his character on breaking bad is one of my Best favorite ring. characters yeah of any show ever yeah and so it's interesting now seeing him in this role where i'm supposed to despise him you know because oh he's an asshole yeah but giancarlo esposito was so good i mean yeah. i love the transition that he's made from you know film mm. to uh to tv yeah. and, a, and a, a lot of people do that but i mean like you know this guy i think one of the first places i saw him in was like mo better blues right um and he was in a lot of the uh yo so i thought he was afro latin but he's like italian right I don't. I he's mixed. He's I definitely think he's got like some mixed, black like him. black and Italian. Yeah, he. I, he's he's whatever. He was in School Days, right? I guess was he. I think he was in School Days, and then of course he was in Fresh, which a lot of people don't talk about, but that movie's a classic. Um, and then yeah, of course. Uh, oh, he also played. Uh, he played Ali's father. He played uh, Senor Clay, oh, Mr. Sure. Clay, in the the Ali movie with Will Smith. I don't even but, remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So now we we're just kind of going yeah. on now, but yeah. So that 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 should wrap it up, though. I think, unless you got anything else to discuss. Nah, I'm looking up. I'm looking up if he's if he's <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he was born in Copenhagen. 
his mother was African American. He his father was Italian. Okay. He was raised in Europe until six, the age of six. Yo, he's he's a brilliant actor. Yeah, yeah. So he's dope. All right. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say before we wrap this one up? That we should have a make it a classic coming soon and we're going to try yeah. to get panama panama jackson from very smart brothers to be featured on an episode so we got to work out the scheduling and stuff but yeah, we're going to try to yeah. get that happen dope, and dope, dope. we need to try to look into seeing this um getting a premiere of that tupac movie so we could talk about that oh yeah that would be fire so we're gonna look i'm actually that. really looking forward to that movie oh, when, I, when well. I first heard about it i was like oh no it's going to be another notorious nah but I then hope, i saw the trailer and yeah. i was like wow okay yeah if they put the same type of commitment into it that they put into shade out of compton oh, yeah, um, that was i think i think it's gonna be dope yeah but um the dude that they got looks like he Pac, too. he looks like a thicker <laughs> a, a less sculpted version of Pac. yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy yo. But, yeah. Uh, yeah i'm looking forward to that so anyway i think we're, we're good there we're gonna cool. sign off so peace peace nobody pray for me it's been a day for me yeah yeah hey i remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances but this a nigga with some counterfeits but now i'm counting this parmesan with my accountant lives in fact i'm down in this you say with my boobay tastes like kool-aid for the analyst girl i can buy your westy girl with my base stuff oh that pussy good won't you sit it on my taste buds i get way too petty once you let me do the extras pull up on your block and break it down we playing tetris am to the pm pm to the am phone piss out your